Hey guys, it's Alvin and Jess, and we are The, the Most Potato. Potato. The podcast where you and your fellow couch potatoes can get together and discuss all things good, bad, and deep in popular media. We hope you'll join us as we uncover all the hidden messages in our favorite stories. And discover what they all mean, socially and culturally. On our very first episode, we'll be discussing the latest horror film, Talk To Me. Released by our favorite indie film distribution company, A24. There will be spoilers ahead, so if you haven't seen this movie and want to remain spoiler-free, save this episode and come hang with us after you've seen it so you don't miss out on the discussion. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope you guys enjoy the show. Woo! excited yeah <laughs> <laughs> welcome everyone to the first episode of the most potato podcast we are your hosts oh wait we're not doing hosts <laughs> fucked up never mind we're not hosts <laughs> i'm jessica <laughs> and i'm alvin <laughs> we are not hosts we are fellow couch potato guests yes we're all just a bunch of people on the on the internet sphere just talking movies shows shows Sometimes video games. Sometimes manga. Oh, yes, yes. Reading materials. All kinds of media with really cool stories. Mm -hmm. And today we'll be talking about A24's latest drop of fire. Because A24 just don't miss. Even when they miss, they don't miss. <laughs> We're talking talk to me. That's a lot of talk. We're talking talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> the latest horror movie from A24, Talk to Me, directed by Danny and Michael... Philippu. I hope I'm not pronouncing that too badly. Yeah. The story like story is written by the director as well, Danny Philippu, and also Bill Hinsman. Mm -hmm. And this is an Australian-based movie, which was really refreshing. For once, we get like a horror movie that's not based in the U.S. I mean, that that's all we get in Hollywood is we mostly just get movies based here in the U.S. So it's cool to actually get a story that's written by like foreign people and for foreign people because there's like some cultural things we probably missed in this yeah um so it's an australian indie film which is really cool um the only thing that i struggle with in the movie is kind of understanding what characters are saying oh yeah because it's like it wasn't an accent thing it was more the it was sound. the sound yeah, yeah it was the sound it mixing was the sound. so if it's already hard enough hearing like a christopher nolan movie and mm -hmm. making out the words in regular like american english well, not regular, but just American English. Like, just imagine, like, any other type of English with muddled sound. But, I mean, that wasn't too much of a problem. I think that was only, like, in a couple scenes. Yeah. Um, it was just annoying because it was, like, the quiet scenes where you should clearly hear somebody clearly speaking. <laughs> and you just hear, like, a motor running, like, just overpowering them. And yeah. they're just, like, saying something with an accent on top of heavy noise. And you're just like, what? Yeah. I, I just missed a piece of crucial evidence. And information. So in Talk to Me, we're following a character who is grieving the loss of her mother, who I think passed away like about two years prior or something. Yeah, two years. It's like a two-year anniversary coming up for the main character. And basically, her and her friends find out about a party about a where a bunch of teenagers are just playing with this weird makeshift hand and basically summoning spirits 
letting them enter their body and just like basically I don't know how to describe it. They're like taking drugs with the demons. Yeah, they're like getting <laughs> high off of it. Um, I guess that's what's like really interesting about the movie is that, mm. you know, instead of the typical like teen trope horror movie where everyone's drinking or doing drugs, basically summoning spirit, uh, spirits into your body is a high and mm -hmm. they just can't get enough of it. Um, so that's what's really interesting about this film and the main character, Mia, who is dealing with the loss of her mother, this sort of thing becomes very, I guess, intriguing to her because she sees this as a way to speak to her mother, mm. maybe, if it's her mother. Yeah. That's always in question in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. So essentially, it's a story about grief and what somebody is willing to do to get away from the healthy process of grieving and just getting sucked into distractions and addiction and basically just like isolation as well, because Mia's habits just ends up pushing away a lot of her friend circles. Mm -hmm. um, so it's really like a cautionary tale of what happens to somebody in pain and what they're willing to do to numb that pain instead of just facing it head on and making peace with that. And just having to like go through that up and down process that anyone goes through when they lose somebody or something that they love. Um, this was a really cool story. I've I've been hearing so much about how like it was like the scariest movie of like the year or like the scariest movie ever. And I always question that because yeah. for me personally, I'm very hard to scare when really it comes are. to movies. <laughs> <laughs> like you see me like uh, the only time I get really scared and jumpy is when I'm like playing a horror game because I'm in control of the situation that's true and i'm more immersed in the situation whereas in the movies specifically with ho like hollywood horror movies it's like very predictable when something will happen it's just a matter of when is the loud jump scare gonna get me and luckily this movie's nothing like that yeah i wasn't yeah i don't th i don't think i jump scared the only jump scare that happened when we went to go see this movie is when we were watching the trailers for that nun and the thing grabbed oh, that the little girl <laughs> in the i jumped so hard <laughs> I was like, I knew that hand's coming, but I wonder if Jess is going to know. I'd never seen the trailer before, so I wasn't I've never expecting seen it. that. That was my first time really? witnessing. Yeah, I fuck the nun. I hate <laughs> these spinoff Conjuring movies are just like so, I don't know why they keep doing it. Well, they make easy money, that's why. Mm -hmm. But they're not good. Yeah, that was the only jump scare I had while going to see. watching experience. Yes, in this watching experience. <laughs> but for Talk To Me, it, hmm, I guess it wasn't so much of a jump scare like film for me as even though there's like there's moments of dread there's a lot dread, of dread yeah. which is good and it's like and actually kind of sad it, it's, it's a very it's a really yes. yeah just thinking back on it um and watching it i just feel really bad for for mia and for everyone involved everyone involved especially yeah. poor riley um oh my God. we'll <laughs> so, get to riley in a minute yeah so <laughs> like so mia she's obviously like you said dealing with um the loss of her mother it's mm -hmm. second year anniversary her and her dad they're like their relationship is pretty estranged. Um, I think her name, her dad's name is Max. Mm -hmm. So it's it's really weird. It, it seems like he's maybe like trying to connect with her. It's not really working. Um, from the jump, her character gave me the vibe of already being like disconnected, obviously in grief, um, mm -hmm. not really moving forward. Right. Um, and and sh I don't She's know. She's more clinging to the past. Yeah, clinging to the past. That's what it seems like because when she goes to her friend Jade's house, mm -hmm. like 
Jade just looks like she's like a regular like teen girl. She's got like you know this boyfriend she's texting mm. who happens to be Mia's sort of ex, sort but of not ex. really. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. they dated very briefly. I'm like maybe they were like little kids, and then yeah. Jade's like you guys held hands for like two seconds and yeah. stuff like that. Um, but it seems like it. It could have went somewhere. Maybe it meant a lot more to Jade. And maybe this was like before her mom died. Um, mm-hmm. And then maybe when her mom died, that's when things kind of got strained uh, with her, Jade, and maybe the boyfriend, um, mm-hmm. Daniel. But um, Jade just seems like a, a regular teenage girl texting her her boyfriend. And um, she's just, you know, moving forward. It looks like she's just going forward. And then Jade wants her attention. And she's not really getting that because she's so consumed with her life. Yeah. And it didn't seem like in a bad way, though she did forget Mia's mom's like death anniversary. And I was just like, yeah. I don't know, aren't you guys best friends? Shouldn't you have like kind of been there for her? Mm-hmm. Um, but there already seemed to be a strained vibe between Mia and Jade anyway um, yeah. in their friendship. And I don't know if that has to do with, you know, Mia's grieving as well, too. Probably, um, yeah. yeah. They don't get too deep into it, but it's like hints of that. Yeah, but she seems pretty close with Jade's family. Um, like, that's where she goes. She probably spends most of her time. She's close with the, the little brother. Um, Riley. Riley, yeah. She's close with um, him. He's close with her as well, too, and stuff. It, it seems like he's closer with her than his actual sister. Um, so, like, they have, like, a nice little relationship. Yeah. And then as the movie goes forward, that's when, you know, they try to go to this party. Mm-hmm. Um, where they see people taking a hit of that hand. spirit, <laughs> yeah, taking a hit of the spirit, <laughs> the spirit bong. Yeah, so like that creepy hand. No it's one like wanted machine. her there though. Mia at the party, it seems like, or at least yeah, no, specifically. Um, what was the character's name? Haley. Haley. Haley yeah. specifically is very sort of antagonistic towards Mia, and I believe it's because they just feel that. Mia's depression just like uh, lingers around too much and yeah. they just feel weirded out and they feel like the vibe is really bad whenever Mia's around. Mm-hmm. So there's like that initial antagonism. Yeah. But then once Mia's game for taking the hand, <laughs> Haley kind of like changes <laughs> tune real quick. It's like, all right, let's 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 see what she's about. Taking the hand. Yeah, taking some hand. <laughs> a hand job. <laughs> yeah. If anyone needs like a perfect description of what the hand is like think of like a it's not paper mache but like it looks like it's made out of some sort of cast like a very it's supposed to be it's like it's an embalmed hand yeah it's like an embalmed hand that's been like preserved in this clayish material it looks like a mannequin's hand like yeah think if you just like chopped off a mannequin's hand it's like really like weird stiff and like and it's like a left like i think specifically it's a left hand that's sticking out so then your left hand has to go out and reach for it Oh, is that how it is? I think that's yeah. what it is, yeah. And you have to hold the hand. And then Haley gives the instructions that you have to say the words, talk to me, to conjure the spirit. And then if you want it to enter your body so that you can communicate with it and experience it, you have to say, "Let me." Um, I let you in. Yeah. Those are the magic words. Well, talk to me and then... I'll, and then right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And then... They have to time you for 90 seconds because for some reason 90 seconds is the maximum limit you can have a spirit in you before they permanently inhabit your body, I guess. And fuck you up. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So naturally, you know what happens. Mia, the main character, she takes the hand. She says, let me in and experiences the spirit. I believe it's the very first spirit. It's like this very 
monstrous looking woman that looks like she drowned and swelled up. Yeah, I was going to say she looked like a swampy swamp swamp. She barely <laughs> looks like a person. Yeah, she yeah. looks more like a creature, which is interesting. And then basically it starts like mocking uh, people like Riley and just saying like, oh, it's behind you. It's behind you. And it's just mm-hmm. like being really creepy and yeah. like just think of every great performance you've ever seen of a person possessed and just like maximize that to like the 10th level or something like the the actress who plays Mia Sophie Wilde she just she nailed it I've never seen her before she's fairly young and for her to like act so like creepy and like not cheesy and not stereotypical of like any demon possession I was like really impressed and I heard great things about the entire cast specifically um Joe Bird who plays Riley yeah who we'll get to in a second he did really good yeah uh freaking what's what's her name mia she was creepy as shit one minute she's like this very like anxious very scared timid girl who's like oh shit i don't know if i should have done this mm-hmm. and then suddenly she's like this very menacing creepy ass person with like i don't think there's much makeup on her there's it's just like her eyes get yeah. more dilated or something yeah they get dilated to the point where it just looks like they're all black yeah um, and she really just becomes another person it's yeah. not i don't see any remnants of mia at all yeah. she really switches like like a 90 degree angle, just like a completely different person. And they time her. And I think, is that when they had, yeah, they, they had the spirit in there for a little too long. For Mia? For Mia. Yeah. I can, I think cause the very first spirit that goes in her, the, the woman that looks like she drowned, she stays in for oh, a little yeah, more than 90 seconds. They were seconds. trying to pull the hand away. And yeah. She was gripping it so freaking yeah. tight. And then they were able to rip off the hand off of her, but not until it goes after 90 seconds on the timer. Yeah. So at that moment, we were just like, oh, shit, she's fucked. <laughs> Basically. Uh, but we don't see any immediate consequences at that point. Um, and at that point, multiple characters are just taking. Um, actually, no, it's only just Mia that that takes the hand that night. Right. Because then there's a separate party later on where everyone oh, takes yeah. a bunch of hits of the hand. <laughs> I keep saying that, but it's literally they set it up like it's like yeah. one like big giant bong that everyone smokes from. Did Mia do it once or twice the first night? I, I think she only did it that one, one time. time. I think so. I'm okay. trying to remember because we watched this only a, like a couple weeks ago and I'm already yeah, I'm on a few details on it. But yeah, it, I, it was either she did it like once or twice the first night and then mm-hmm. Jade was there. Riley, yeah. Jade's little brother, friends. Daniel, and then uh, Haley, and then that big guy, Joss, who yeah. he's the one that um, carries the hand around. Yeah. He got it from somebody else. Um, we and totally forgot to mention there was an opening scene. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> of um, where the hand first I mean, started. obviously you forget it because like they barely jump back to that you yeah. know, in the movie. But like the opening scene of the film um doesn't start with mia it starts with um uh i guess he's a teen as well too maybe yeah Um, he's like an older teenager older teenager um named cole and he um is going to a party um to find his brother ducket who's been acting weird weird name but i like it because it's like ducky is cute and um (laughs) australian name (laughs) and then um he's going to find his brother ducket who's been acting weird yeah and we don't know why he's acting weird what's going on um in his room he's locked in the room yeah and cole finds him in the room just kind of like talking to himself not before having to bust the door open like yes oh yeah destroying the door he had to 
destroy the door to get in there because he locked himself in there. And then finally he has his brother come out. Everybody's there with their phones as per usual. Yeah, that he's is, got like scratch marks and, yeah. and injuries to his body. And, and so strange. next thing you know, he's, he's just acting strange. Next thing you know, he just grabs a knife from the kitchen they're walking through and stabs his brother. Yeah. Um, Duckett stabs his brother Cole. Um, in the chest or the arm area. And then um, he collapses to the floor and then Duckett walks out. Everybody's running and screaming. Mm -hmm. And then he takes that same knife and impales himself through the head with the knife. And then that scene cuts. cuts, And then then we we follow Mia. Follow Mia. And And we're just like, what? what? (laughs) That's one way to start a movie. Movie, yeah. That was a powerful way, actually. It was so fucking creepy and disturbing. It was. I was just like, what the fuck? I mean, you couldn't like see clearly because obviously it was a party. It was dark. It was night, and the lighting was crazy. Everybody was running around. Mm-hmm. But that moment when he p- took the knife to himself, and I was just like, "What?" And then they're like, "All right, time for this story." And I was just <laughs> like, "But wait, <laughs> but what?" <laughs> no, we got you hooked. So now here's the actual story. story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was really that was a really cool opening. I, yeah, I I actually wrenched in my seat. I normally don't feel that uncomfortable with violence. Mm-hmm. But it just felt so naturalistic that I was just like, it's more disturbing when violence is more realistic looking rather than like. That's why I hate the Saw movies. Yeah. That I can't. They they depend on that. Yeah. I'll watch any other, like I'll watch little ghosty possessions and all that stuff. Or like crazy sci-fi violence. Yeah. But when it's like I could be kidnapped off the street and tortured like that. No, 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 no. (laughs) I don't. No, 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 no. Yeah. Yeah, so the op- the the opening of the movie is really it just it, it digs your cl- the claws into you real deep. It's mm-hmm. like th- this thing is going to be a problem. Like that's basically foreshadowing what what's to come for Mia. Yeah. Um so yeah, so after the initial party, Mia quickly starts getting obsessed with not so much as like making friends, but like getting more attention so that she doesn't feel so alone in this. Yeah anniversary of her mother's death you know we see uh some instances of her interactions with her father which is basically no interaction whatsoever they're very estranged and we never really get much context as to why until like way later in the movie um but every time like you see an interaction with me and her father she just really doesn't want to talk to him almost as if he's done something wrong mm-hmm. um so she feels very isolated she wants to have another party so she sets up me- a meeting with Jade and um, Haley to host another party. This time it's a smaller crew. It's not as many people, but it's just, it's going to be the usual thing. Everyone's going to be gathered around. They're going to have their, their Snapchats open, their, their Instagrams. <laughs> they're all their social media because social media is also another like addiction that comes up in this movie. It's not just the exhilaration of experiencing the hand, but it's also documenting yeah. It's just like when you go to a party and you see people recording each other when somebody's fucking wasted or like really high mm-hmm. and it's really problematic. It's like you should be checking on them to be like, are you OK? Yeah. <laughs> but the first instinct is to record somebody like making a fool of themselves, even if they're in danger. And it's 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 a trend. The This yeah. hand is a trend, um, yes. you know, TikTok trend, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. um, which is really weird. Can you be possessed and what's going to happen while you're possessed? So that's why they're recording everything and yep. they're getting a real kick out of it. It's amusing. And I mean... I and guess it doesn't come off cheesy. It feels it like doesn't. a realistic thing that would happen exactly. if such a thing would would exist Sis. in real life. Because I was just like, wait, what? 
trend of being possessed, this weird, creepy hand that's so <laughs> weird. But I'm just like the things that trend um, on TikTok as of late, um, weird AIs, girls sitting there. NPC MP- fucking Yeah, characters. whatever, whatever they're called. Yeah. <laughs> yum. Ice cream. Yum. Lick, lick, lick. Whatever. <laughs> Don't even get me started on this. <laughs> Whatever. I'm like, this is actually fitting. It's not like, you know, because I was just like, wait, who in their right mind would just be like, oh, yeah, let me get possessed. It's a trend. Like, let's see if I can do it. Um, but I think actually when, now that you mention it, th- this takes me as far back as like the Vine days. Remember when we when people our age were doing like the cinnamon challenge? Oh, my God. People yes. were planking like in the most ridiculous corners of the earth to the point where somebody actually died doing a challenge. Yeah, like it, it really just it takes something that's so topical and like part of our culture now when it comes to our relationship with the Internet. Mm-hmm. And it, it just it fits perfectly into this movie. It's like, yeah, I could easily see a bunch of teenagers recording each other getting possessed by demons. Yeah. And just like laughing at each other, no matter how ridiculous it is or how dangerous it is, that actually would happen. Yeah. And that makes it even scarier in the movie. And it, it works like it really does, because yeah. some people would look at it and be like, there, there's no way. Mm-hmm. But it's just like this. I feel like this could be a thing. <laughs> Hopefully yeah. it's not a thing, but <laughs> it could be a thing. And I wouldn't be surprised by it. Yeah, you know, exactly. So then Mia takes another hit of this hand and so does everybody else. Yeah. And everyone's just it's just like a whole montage. It does quick cuts of everybody taking turns. Everyone's got like intense levels of like you know possessions or some demons or not demons i guess they're just spirits mm-hmm. um yeah spirits that are like very menacing you have some that are like very emotional and like sobbing um and then it finally gets to the point where riley finally gets a chance at it and a lot of people are just like against it it's like i don't know man riley's not really into this and was it very like the young. age? Yeah, He's very young. Too. <laughs> it's like I'm sorry, I didn't know there was like an age, a legal restriction. I know, right? For taking hand, I never. It's like you got to be 18, 18 or older yeah. to take some hand. And maybe he's like a middle schooler or something. I was. He really looks clear like yeah, he looks like he's just coming off of like eighth grade. I don't know how the school system works in Australia, mm-hmm. but he looks like he's just entering high school. He's a, he's a yeah. very small kid. Yeah. Um, and very vulnerable. He's very freaked out by all this, but mm-hmm. he feels pressure he's like you know what no i want to take a chance at this hand yeah and jade's like no don't do it but sister says no but obviously peer pressure gives in and somehow riley is able to get a chance to take some hand (laughs) oh yeah no it's because so this party daniel the boyfriend wanted a chance at the hand too oh yeah and so he's very religious mind you yeah that's an important thing to note and so he gets to sit there be possessed his possessor is a very a troll yeah a and fucking he's troll really disgusting and gross um makes him makes the kid make out with a dog basically <laughs> um if they didn't pull the hand off sooner who knows what daniel and the dog would have gotten up to um so that's how that whole thing starts and then jade and daniel don't they step out of the room right for a minute yeah because daniel gets freaked out because he he's mad that nobody wants to delete the recording, recording yeah because prior to that um, the the spirit also mocks the relationship between oh, him yes. and Jade and, and Jade and Mia because he's. It seems that these entities they're able to infiltrate your mind and your history mm-hmm. and what you're thinking and feeling because he basically looks at Mia and starts pretending to have like an orgasm. Oh yeah, basically just 
mocking the relationship and, and being like, hey, Jade. like, hey, Daniel actually likes Mia. They still have a thing going Ron, on. Yeah. And then he tells Jade <laughs> that he gets soft when he's with her. <laughs> and I was just like, wait, I wasn't that registering so what was going on. And I was just like, wait, is he basically just like outing this guy's feelings right now? Essentially, I think that's what's going on. Yeah, that's what it seemed like. I was just like, oh, y'all might want to take that hand away. Um, yeah. <laughs> but it was, it was really I was like, wow, this is interesting. Then the ghost just gets pervier and makes the kid make out with the dog and i was oh just like this God. poor dog <laughs> um but yeah so like and then said, daniel steps out, out yeah for a bit. um jade goes after him and then that's when riley takes a chance I'm like okay my sister's not here you guys give me a chance at this yeah he but like he has to convince mia. mia yeah he has to beg mia for like Something like 45 seconds. <laughs> it's like, you guys could barely manage 90 seconds, and you're, you're really going to risk yeah, it for 45. 45 or something like that. And I was just like, wow, Insane. that's so crazy. And, I mean, it was, like, really upsetting that she was just like, yeah. Because she's just, like, a pushover. And I guess, mm -hmm. like, they're close. And it's, it's like, you know, she just wants him to also have a good time or whatever. Mm -hmm. But it really just wasn't her place. It wasn't, um, yeah. At all. And I don't care how close they are. Um, she should have been looking out for him the way her best friend, yeah. his sister, Jade, you know, is yeah. saying no. But that doesn't happen, obviously. That's the movie has to move forward. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Problems have to start. Problems have to start. <laughs> so, poor little Riley, he gets strapped into his chair, takes the hand, takes the hand, lets the spirit in, and it's Mia's mother, supposedly. Supposedly. Yeah. Yes. We start seeing him sort of weep and then looks at Mia and then starts talking to Mia directly, basically saying, like, I've missed you so much, Mia. Yeah. And Mia is quickly hit so hard, like all her grief that she's trying to push down is rushing back to her. And she is instantly fixated on communicating with her mom through Riley. And they get a chance to do that until Riley then starts getting violent and then starts mutilating himself yeah. against the table. He bashes his head repeatedly against the table, launches himself across the room. Oh, no, wait. He bashes his head against the table, tries to gouge out his own eye. Yeah. Then he launches himself across <laughs> the room. Don't forget the eye gouging because that made oh, me just squirm. Ugh. Anything with eyes and nails and teeth, yeah. I, I can't handle. Yeah. No matter what the movie really is. really bad because they... so. Yeah, he he's possessed supposedly by Mia's mom. The 50 seconds is coming up. Mm -hmm. She w wants it to go a little longer. It's like we have more time. Yeah. And that's and even even Haley's just like, no, we got to get, get yeah. him off. Like even he they're concerned. Um, but obviously they go over time. Yeah. Um, and they 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 also pry the, the hand off of Riley, but not before Riley injuring himself like severely yeah to the point where he had to be put in into a induced coma because every time he's aware and awake the spirit keeps trying to kill, kill himself him. so, yeah yeah um and that, that was like the freakiest scene i think that was the scariest possession i've seen in a very long time in any mm -hmm. movie just because it just it starts off so tender so it leaves you vulnerable for yeah. what happens right after. Mm -hmm. Usually there's like a build up to the creep factor, whereas this is just like it disarms you and makes you feel sad and sorry and tender and then quickly just hits you with like very like disturbing violence and, and anger. Yeah. And it, it, Riley was the, the scariest possession that I've seen specifically in this movie. And Joe Bird, I don't know what his acting career is like. A lot of these people are just like newcomers, I think. Yeah. 
he really killed that role as the possessed Riley. Like he, it's like he's been doing it his whole life. It's scary. Yeah. It's insane. It's like he studied every movie possible. He's like, all right, now let me come up with my own thing. <laughs> it was the most horrifying thing I've seen in a while when it comes to possession movies. And he just, he was menacing. And the more he harmed himself, the more I'm just like, please stop. Because it feels like every hit could have instantly killed this character. Yeah. It was so brutal. Yeah. And then his sister, Jade, when she comes back in, she sees what's going on, how everyone's yeah. freaking out. Yeah. She like puts her hand on the table to stop him from like bashing his head on that little table on the side. that could have been like a finishing blow. Blow, yeah. That's what I was like, oh my gosh. I said, so I, in that yeah. scene, I was like, okay, so the kid's going to die. And then we're going to, yeah. you know, then it's going to keep going with other stuff. And Mia's going to, you know, have mm-hmm. all these other issues. But Jade puts her hand down and he stops and somehow they're able to restrain him and, you know, get the hand away. Mm-hmm. But um, I think like he did it so hard. It looked like her hand maybe broke or got it got hurt, hurt really least. bad because he was going hard. And I was yeah. just like, this is so crazy. Unexpected. Like you said, one minute it's a tender moment. And then it's just you, I don't even know what to say. I was like yeah. completely taken aback because it was just so gruesome, so bloody. And it's just like it was it's like a kid. And I was like, oh, yeah, my God, that's that's the worst part is that you pick the most vulnerable person. It's just a child doing this. Yeah, it, it, that's what makes it even 10 times worse. So, yeah, that, that was brutal. So now Mia is even further estranged from Jade because she is basically responsible for what happened to Riley. Riley wasn't supposed to take that hand. And he ended up getting the, one of the most aggressive spirits that we've seen in this movie by far. So Mia is basically, for the rest of the movie, she's just fixated on finding out how to save Riley. And um, where does it go from there? I'm forgetting. I'm forgetting a few pieces here and there. But well, after the the hospital. And well, first the cops come mm-hmm. and it's it that part was weird to me that they were just like, yeah, we're just going to let you guys go, even though this little <laughs> middle school is all fucked up. Yeah, because they never got a clear answer from the kids. Yeah. And then Daniel's just like, well, I'm 18, so they didn't call my daddy. And I was just <laughs> like, great. The kids possessed and dying or fucked up in the hospital. Basically, yeah. Um, you know, Mia's um, Mia goes home after that. Um, and she brings Daniel along because yeah daniel doesn't want to go back to his house because he doesn't want to get in trouble yeah so she goes to the hospital though to see and and um riley and jade's mom is like pissed off at her thinks that she gave him something so drug yeah yeah so then she she's feeling like well not only that mia is seeing things now um she's starting to see like this the spirit of her mom yeah um so she she thinks she's seeing her mom and Mm -hmm. she starts freaking out and when she's in the hospital daniel's just like you know let me give you a ride home and that's when he stays at her house um for maybe is it the, was it the whole night or did you leave it was in the like middle for night? part of the night because, yeah yeah they slept for a bit and then she started to dream or she was dreaming seen. and then she basically saw the first spirit that Possessed took over her, her. Yeah. yeah and it, it it basically in her perspective she's being attacked by the this spirit but in reality she is inhabiting this spirit she's behaving like this spirit, spirit. because she sees the spirit sucking on Daniel's toes. <laughs> and, then, and then we see Daniel wake up. It's like, what's that slobbering? 
it's and Mia the, sucking on his toe. And you toes. see Mia sucking on some toe. And I was just like, <laughs> what? I was so confused. So oh was it God. that she was being possessed again? She was basically? possessed by the first spirit. So basically, I guess the 90 seconds That's second the excuse, is, but really she wanted to just suck so on some <laughs> Daniel toes. I, I guess. <laughs> I mean, they were low-key flirting before they went to bed. They, they were. They had a moment where they like low-key hand flirted. Yeah. And then My Daniel pulled away. My hand's bigger than your hand. Haven't seen Typical that before. Standard, like, yeah. yeah. Like what? You're not like, slick. Dead giveaway way of just like i'm just trying to smash right now (laughs) or stuck on your toes (laughs) (laughs) yeah but that 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 scene happened and he was just like freaking out he's like what the hell are you doing he gets up he leaves he leaves yeah um and And then she feels more isolated yes because once again she's done something to further isolate herself from people but this time it's a little more blurry Mm -hmm. it's like yes the demon took over but it's also kind of behaving on your impulses that you're trying to hold back when you're basically sober is what i'll say Mm -hmm. um because we going back to like the whole substance use um sort of trope or like not trope but like method that is applied to using the hand it it essentially brings down your inhibitions like if you know you feel something about a person like say you like somebody you're not gonna be as bold as you are when you're drunk or high around them. And then that's when your true feelings come out. I feel like that's kind of how the possessions operate. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like when you're drunk or something, your inhibitions are lower. You feel like you can say more stuff or do more stuff without feeling nervous about it or having second thoughts. Um, So I feel like, yes, Mia was possessed, but I also think the possession was acting on her desires and impulses. Yeah. Cause we obviously see that she still has feelings for this Daniel character, mm-hmm. which makes it kind of a shitty situation. Um, and it kind of blurs the line of, did she actually do something wrong or was it technically the spirit's fault? Yeah. Cause I feel like if, if they had stayed the night longer, I feel like she probably would have d- done or said something else to get closer to him. The hand holding thing was already like, it's yeah. like, hey, you you crossing boundaries here. I know. That's 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 your friend's boyfriend. But. <laughs> but this is the problem with grief too. We've seen this time and time again. Just look at um Haunting of Hill House. Oh yeah. Where one of the characters she makes out with somebody's husband, but it's not because she's attracted to her husband, but because she's so low in her depression where she literally feels nothing, like absolutely nothing. That she she had to do something as ridiculous as that to feel something to pull herself out of wanting to be gone. And that's also like a supernatural story that sort of elevates uh, like elements of depression and grief and sadness. So I, I think this is where like we kind of give her leeway. Like, yeah, she does some some questionable things. But she's fighting forces that are supernatural and then also just the emotional pain of grief. That's it. It. It balances that line of like she's doing some stupid shit but i can't fully fault her either like i can't hate her at least yeah like i can say yeah you did something wrong but i'm not saying like you're a terrible person for this yeah you're just doing harmful things to people because you're letting your pain kind of take over yeah and i like that that movie just keeps going back to that bit by bit with like the friendships yeah um her dynamic with the friendships quickly start deteriorating the further she gets into this descent of like wanting to take the hand more because she wants to keep communicating with her mom. Which she does after the toe sucking. <laughs> um, I don't know if you remember, yeah. she she 
she has the hand. So after the whole thing that happens with Riley, that's right. She um, takes the hand. She from takes the house. it. Yeah. yeah. So she has the backpack with the hand in it, and um, she keeps communicating with her, her mom. mom. So she does that again, and she basically leaves that connection open. So she can continue seeing her mom. Oh, that's right. We missed a detail, right? Yeah. When, when Riley first took that hit, they never put Ooh, out the, the candle. candle. So, yeah. So basically, it's a seance and you, you have to, you know, light the candle and then set everything up. And yes. so w- with all the chaos of that, um, everything that was happening with Riley, they never blew out the candle. Which is to close the gateway between the spirit world, world. and their world. Exactly. So um, so now it's just kind of like permanently latched on him. Him, exactly. So that's that's what happens. And I believe Mia realizes that at that point. So yeah. she like gathers everybody, Haley, Jade, Joss, Daniel, and she's just like, did we ever blow out the candle? Mm-hmm. So she's thinking, well, maybe if we do everything up again while Riley's um, in the hospital. We'll light the candle, make him hold the hand, and, you know, that'll work. But the thing is, he's in a coma, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and when they do try it, she's like, she puts his hand in the on the hand, and she's just like, talk to him. And I'm just like, no, 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 that's, that's not, not how, how it works. <laughs> and then they blow out the candle, and then they're just like, did anything happen? But um, nothing happens. So then at that point, Mia lights the candle, and she talks to the hand or has the hand talk to her Mm -hmm. and a little little spirit girl shows up um and And guides her to where riley is in the spirit spirit world world. and And he's just being tormented by these things yeah it looks like a giant orgy with little riley in the (laughs) middle of it just awful and i'm just like i don't know at that point when i saw that I went back to um, what was the movie we recently saw with the sexy guy from Aquaman with the moon falling. Are you talking about the uh, yeah? <laughs> talking about Insidious. Insidious. <laughs> That's a fine white man. <laughs> um, yes, I thought it was gonna be something Patrick like Wilson. that. Patrick Wilson. Yes, fine, fine man. Thank you, Aquaman <laughs> movies, for for getting him that jacked up. Yes, um, <laughs> he looked really good in the Falling Moon movie, uh, whatever that's called, Moonfall. Uh, oh yeah moonfall it was called moonfall okay yes (laughs) but yeah um i thought after seeing that scene with like riley being basically tortured in this like other 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 basically Mm -hmm. i thought that the movie was going to progress to them somehow mia somehow going into this other or somehow being able to pull him out Mm -hmm. and they just completely was just like that's not even an option that's not how any of this works you guys fucked with something that's it, it, I, it's it really not explain yeah, it. yeah you there's don't no even have all the rules they don't have all the rules they're just messing with it it's just like you touch the hand 90 seconds get the fuck out if you don't do that well you're fucked you're fucked you're basically and fucked yeah and i well, guess i guess there's like a caveat like when they when they the when the teenagers um have a meetup with the cole character is it, oh yes the the, the older brother. brother that we saw at the beginning, the beginning of the movie yeah He's really. Uh, this is like one disappointing part of the movie is he like they not helpful. <laughs> yeah, they go to they go to this guy who's had experience with the hand, and he basically is just there to give one more little rule, I guess. Basically explaining that if a if a spirit possessed you past the ninety second limit, you just basically have to wait it out. The longer the spirits in your body, the weaker they get, and like, and eventually it dissipate. Yeah, and it's like I. Yes. Well, we've been waiting on Riley for a good minute, so I'm just like. Well, it's really (laughs) realistically, it's only been like maybe 24 hours max. Yeah, I guess since the incident happened. So, yeah, maybe if you waited like a week, it did feel long because there was a lot going on between that incident and the end of the movie. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so there is that one exception that Cole explains. Yeah. So Mia takes that in and just doesn't agree with that or believe in that. She just feels like she has to actively do something now. Mm-hmm. So that's why she's in a frenzy trying to get into the spirit world to see where Riley is, to see if there's anything else she can do. Yeah. But it's only making things worse because she keeps communicating with her mom. And then now she's put her father in danger. Oh, yeah. Because at that point, she goes back to the house with the hand and she has a, finally gets a heart to heart moment with her father. <clears throat> There's so many um, moments where the father tries to talk to Mia and she just brushes him off and he doesn't really push the situation because he sees how distant she is and doesn't mm-hmm. want to push her. But he finally brings up that moment that sort of preceded um, or not preceded, but the moment that happened after he found his wife dead in the bedroom He pulls out a note and basically there was a suicide note that was left behind because there was this big question for Mia of did she kill herself or did she die from, what was it, like sleep medication? Yeah, I think she, did she take too many or something by accident? And she wasn't, was it that she felt like her father didn't help her or basically there was no one she, there to help her mom. Yeah, I, yeah, basically she was kind of blaming her father for yeah. the death of, of her mother, especially since he wouldn't really talk about any more about that situation, really. Yeah. He kind of tried to move forward. Um, so he finally brings up this piece of paper and there's a note written by the mother basically apologizing for her being gone. Yeah. And that she wishes... Mia and the father the best life possible and it's really sad it, it's it's again one of those really hard-hitting real life moments where a lot of people who lose somebody to suicide if they write a note it's usually because they they write a note because they feel guilty and they feel like they have to be gone in order for the loved ones to be happier and it, it just makes it even more heartbreaking. Yeah. Like this movie just like really knows how to make you feel for these characters, even if you don't know them. We don't know shit about the mom. We get like a few cute flashbacks yeah. with Mia and her mom. So you get enough information and context to be like, okay, she was like a loving mother. Mm-hmm. She at least wasn't like this horrible person or anything. Yeah. Neither of the parents seemed like they were abusive or negligent or anything. Mm-hmm. And then that note just really hits hard and Mia just breaks down because that's just confirmation that she wanted and also didn't want at the same time because she didn't yeah. want it to be a suicide. Um, and I, I also was wanting it to not be a suicide. So, I was yeah. really hoping it was an accident. And sadly, it wasn't. And they have they finally have a tender moment with the father and Mia. They hug it out. But not before she starts getting fixated on talking to her mom again. So she breaks into her room and then talks to her hand, conjures the mom. The the supposed mom spirit says, no, that's not true. I didn't kill myself. Your father is not your father. Yeah. It's somebody else. And I was just like, (laughs) what? And like now at this point, I'm feeling like me. I'm just like, I'm confused, too, because I don't know what's real and what's not real. Yeah, Um, they do that on purpose. Exactly. They had me questioning. I'm like, wait, no. Wait, what's going yeah, on? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this so, can't be. <laughs> and then when she's hearing that, then you hear the banging on the door. Yeah. Who's her dad and stuff? Because he went to go check on her, maybe. And it's so, like aggressive, violent banging. banging, which makes it seem like it's an aggressive spirit that's there 
but it's just her dad coming to maybe check on her or talk to her some more. And no, these events happen not simultaneously because remember the the banging on the door happens, but it jump cuts to the father still in the living, living room. room. Oh yes, yes. He still hasn't reached the bedroom yet. Wasn't he like? Didn't he like find the hand or something? He was like. I think he pulled out the hand um, in that scene. He was sitting on the couch and then he had like her backpack. Yeah. And then there was like the hand and he put it down on the couch. And Mm -hmm. that's when he gets up. And by that point, by the time he gets to the room, Mm -hmm. I guess like Mia's on the floor grappling. She's grappling with the, the fake father. Yeah. It's a different spirit. Because he looks possessed as well, too. The the yes. fake father that comes in, he looks like a kind of like a zombie. Kind of, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so and then she in. fights off the demon dad, stabs him in the neck, only come to find out she actually stabbed her real Both dad because we yeah. get a different shot of With the actual father coming in and getting stabbed in the neck. Yeah. Um, Which that scene confused me because I was like, where did that spirit come from? Because I know that the the drowned woman spirit is still with her. And then it's Mia's mom. I think Mia left the gate open or the door, whatever you want to call it open. Mm-hmm. Um, so that way she can speak with her mom because at that point she wasn't using the hand to speak with her mom. Yeah. She's just forward. seeing her al- she's already just seeing her. Yeah. So I think since the gates open, anything, that's right. She left through. it open. So yeah. you're right. She left it open. So, so I mean, she doesn't have to keep saying, let I let you in or I guess yeah. <laughs> that kind of, well, she, yeah, rule. she wouldn't have to say I let you into anything, but um, talk Spirits to me. They can all talk to her, basically. I yeah. guess that's what that is to like have them be seen by her. But since the possession is let right. me in and she's not saying that to anybody. She just wants to be able to see her mom. Right. You know, so, yeah. So then the dad comes in and um, she stabs him in the neck with a pair of scissors. because yeah. She thought she was fighting off this fake demon dad. Yeah. Um. And does she does it? She doesn't realize what she did, or did she come to for a second? I can't remember. I think she point. kind of. I don't remember. I think she, she just leaves. I think she's just in shock and then mm-hmm. leaves because she doesn't have time to process. Is that my real dad or not? I think she's yeah. convinced she stabbed a fake dad. Yeah. So now she's off to the hospital again <laughs> because to go get Riley. Yeah. The mom said, "Put him out of his misery. I'll, I'll take, take care, care of him, him on this side." Yeah. And, and I was just like, "Wait, what?" And I'm like, "I was like, that made me question even further." I'm like, "Would your mom actually say, say some that. shit like yeah, that?" Yeah, exactly. So, but Mia, then the movie also never proves that these are demons either. They leave it up in the air. I think we're the, supposed the spirits to feel do bring like her. up level of truth. Yeah. So, and they have memories as well. They have shared memories, but they're asking them to do these insidious things. So I don't know. It's really interesting. They they never really confirm like is this a demon or is this the actual spirit? That's true. Because we don't know what the this other place is that exactly. they're coming from. Is they it don't like do a, any world building, which yeah. is fine. I like that it's a mystery. Yeah. It makes it scarier. It makes it scarier. It's it's confusing. It's just like for me watching this, it's just like I think I relate more with the character of Jade because mm-hmm. she I, she didn't not once did she be possessed at all during these parties, right? Did she? she no, never she tried never it. partook in taking she the hand. She never tried it, and I'm just gonna be like, it I'm, it, yeah, I was freaked out too. Yeah. I said, I'm Jade, and I'm just like, I'm not doing this. I'm like, y'all want to do this? I probably would have left the party anyway. Yeah, I probably wouldn't have gone. Yes, I'm fun <laughs> that way. All of you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, it is what it is. So, yeah. um, you know, I I I'm like with jade on this and stuff but mia she left the gate open Mm -hmm. um i guess riley's gate was open just because of the chaos of everything else um joss he's the big guy Mm -hmm. the tall big guy 
I think he uh, when that was when he went to the brother Cole that we saw at the beginning of the movie, and he was just like, "Oh yeah, there's been one case of someone seeing stuff or whatever." So like, there's mm. like little bits and pieces that people know, but it's only when things have gone too far. Yeah. Someone's gotten hurt, maybe someone's died or something like that. Mm. That's how they're able to like get the rules and know what they um, know so far. Yeah, but I guess. With all things drugs and alcohol, sometimes things get out of hand. That goes with spirits and possession, too. (laughs) (laughs) You know? Um, So then Mia, she goes to the hospital because now she's listening to her mom. And she's like, I'm going to go put Riley out of his misery so my mom can take care of him. (laughs) Yeah, with some scissors that I used to to shank my dad earlier. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. yeah, So it's just she goes there. And um, that was before, before she left. She called Jade. Right. Yes, she she called Jade to distract her from the hospital so that yeah. she can come to her house, so that way she has nobody in her way when she goes to finish off Riley. Riley, yeah. So Jade gets there, and then when Jade gets to Mia's house, she's just like, "Where is she?" And then she realizes she calls her mom at the hospital, and she's just like, "Mia's dangerous." The mom goes to well, the that's, hospital. She room. says Mia's dangerous after finding her father. Yeah, after finding out. the father. It, it was, I mean, it's not funny, but it was funny because she finds um, the dad bleeding out or whatever on and the floor. And she just runs on, drives back to the hospital. I was hospital. just like, did you at least call it, No, she called the ambulance. Okay. Because <laughs> they, they, we see later in the movie that he makes it. Yeah. But yeah, I just thought it was funny that she, she didn't even drive him. I know. It's just like, you're, you're going, going back to way. the hospital. You're going that way. Help oh this poor man. God, yeah. He's really going to die because of you now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. So she tells her mom, Jade's like, yeah, Mia's dangerous or whatever after seeing what happens with the dad. And um, yeah, she the, the mom goes to look for Riley to check on him and he's gone. And then she's like telling the nurse, she's like, where is he? Like he was because nurse is like, huh? He was just here. No shit, nurse. She's like, yeah. go find my son. Well, before that, before we get to that, wasn't there a scene, a moment where she looks out the door and we see the bloody kangaroo? Yeah, we forgot to mention the earlier scene with Mia and Did Riley. Did you get meaning from that? Because I thought that was I was just like, I, I guess. think the so. Uh, just to f- uh, rewind it back a bit. So early in the Maybe. movie, at the beginning, after the initial incident with the two brothers, um, we see Mia picking up Riley um, to drop him off to Jade's house. And on the way there, Mia accidentally hits a kangaroo on the road because naturally when you're in Australia, you don't hit what we normally associate with in America, which is like deer mm-hmm. and raccoons, raccoons and squirrels. No, they, they got kangaroos all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> so when I saw the kangaroo, I was like, what the fuck? But then I was like, oh, that's right. They're in Australia. <laughs> <laughs> I love that little culture shock moment. But they take a moment. They step outside the car and they lo- they just have a little discussion real quick of what do we do? Like, do we put it out of its misery or do we just let him suffer out here? Yeah. And Mia really struggles to uh, find the answer because at one moment she's trying to finish off the kangaroo, but she just feels like she can't. That was when she was just going to run it over the car or did they have a rock? Usually there's a rock involved. <laughs> no, they were going to, they were going to run her, uh, run over the kangaroo to finish off the kangaroo. That's so... And it, it's, it's such a, it, uh, my knuckles were like clenching because I, I didn't want to see the kangaroo get run over. They got the shot focus on the kangaroo's face and you see the car in the distance it it speeds up but then it breaks really hard yeah mia can't do it so then it reverses again then slowly drives around the kangaroo and that basically is a foreshadowing of what decision she has to make for R- riley's situation because mm-hmm. now 
Riley is the deer at this situation. Do you Can't still win. try to spare Riley and give him time, or do you finish off Riley? And that's basically what Mia's doing in this moment when she's wheeling off Riley towards like the highway, mm-hmm. and Jade is going after them to stop Mia from doing this. So it's a it's basically it's coming to fruition that that foreshadowing that the kangaroo scene first built up. Yeah, it's coming full circle in this moment where Mia is convinced that she has to kill Riley in order to free him from this torment. But luckily she breaks free of that grip at the last minute and ends up throwing herself into the freeway instead. Yeah, I guess that's luckily. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, either way, each situation sucks because you really don't know the fate of Riley. All we can go based off of is Cole's explanation of if you just wait it out the spirit will go away yeah and we just we never get any confirmation of that and i think that's what drives mia into finding her own solution because she just doesn't feel content with just sitting around and waiting yeah she's wrapped up in all her guilt that even though she's trying to do something virtuous she just descends even further into madness and becomes more dangerous so then we see riley is hit by a car i'm sorry not riley mia Mia. Riley's still in the wheelchair, safely at the side of the road. Or Jade's holding him. Yeah. Um, Yeah, at the side of the road. Yeah, so Mia, at the last minute, threw herself. And unfortunately, she does die. Mm -hmm. Because next we see her is in this blackness. And it's essentially, she's walking through all these familiar places. The the corridors in the hospital. She's trying to say hi to um, Jade and Jade's mom. Trying to say hi to Riley. Who looks like he He has recovered. Yeah, Yeah. like almost instantaneously. Like his skin looks healthier. Yeah. He still got bandages, but like. Yeah. Was it supposed to be, I guess, how it was? Because like you said, she wakes up after throwing herself in front of the car, getting hit by the car. And Mm -hmm. she's walking through these corridors, like switches there instantly. And then you see like, you know, Jade and Riley and the mom and they're all happy Mm -hmm. and it looks like they're leaving the hospital. Then the next point she sees her dad, right? Uh, Yes. Yep. She finally sees her dad who that confirms that he's okay. He's up and about. Yeah. Because he's walking away from her and she's calling out to him. He gets in the elevator and he can't hear her. Nobody can register. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. So then at some point she's like freaking out and she's like, what's going on? She's Mm -hmm. like looking everywhere. And then like you see her fingers how they're all jacked up yeah messed up yeah i think that's when she realized that she's in fact dead right or i don't think that's the confirmation the confirmation is when she is summoned by by a random group of people because everything goes to black and then there's an opening of sort of light and then she just sees like these people from a different country i'm assuming because they're not speaking english at first yeah and She's sitting in front of them suddenly, and then suddenly she's holding hands with this man after he says, talk to me. Um, And she just takes a moment and just takes everything in. And the look on her face just says it all. She's like, that she's she's dead. She's a spirit now. And then the end, the movie ends with him saying, I let you in. Yeah. And then it just cuts the credits. And I'm just like, wow, like you're really just going to leave it there. Yeah. I wasn't prepared for how sad and abysmal the ending was going to be. I was expecting some sort of more positive resolution. 
But I was just like, I no, like this when they do that, when they don't, it's When not, they surprise you with that. Yeah. Because it didn't feel like a bad ending at all. I yeah. felt like a good, satisfying ending. Not in like the conventional way, like, oh man, I'm glad that happened. Mm-hmm. It's just like, fuck, I, I'm so sad that happened, but it makes sense. sense. Yeah. And I didn't see, I honestly didn't see any other way for I her. I didn't either. Because mo- it's like, it's a 90 minute movie, time's running out. We're at the climax here. It's just yeah. like, there's not going to be a, a perfectly like bow tie present ending wrapping for, for her yeah so the fact that it ended with her dying and her becoming a spirit i was just like this this makes sense mm-hmm. it's sad it sucks i didn't want that for her but i see why they got to that point yeah and i was just so heartbroken i was like wow i took a minute i was just like i even questioned like do i like this ending <laughs> <laughs> but after giving it some thought on the drive back i'm just like the story just it it only was going in that direction so I was satisfied with the movie. I was bummed out that it wasn't as scary for me because I, I need to stop listening to people online when they say, oh, it's like the scariest fucking thing. And it's just like, mm-hmm. I have to remember, I have a high tolerance when it comes to that sort of like the jump stuff or not jump scares, but like just scary stuff in general. Um, so I I had to reframe it in my brain as this wasn't just a horror movie. This was also like a drama, like a, a basically a character study of somebody going through grief. Yeah. And seeing what lengths they'll go to avoid pain as much as possible and how that can only cause more pain for you and for people around you who like are trying to take care of you. So that's basically talk to me. And it's it's such a fun ride. It it was really just I really struggled to figure out where's the movie going to go next, because that's another refreshing thing about the movie is it wasn't really that predictable. It, I re- it could have gone either way for, for us. Yeah. It, they could have given a, a more positive ending for my, uh, Mia or it could have ended really badly. I just I never really knew where it was going to go. And then I found myself in those last three minutes just hoping that something would resolve for her. And it didn't. And I was just like, all right, this is a cautionary tale. <laughs> this is one of those stories where you have to watch and be like, yeah, let's not do that. <laughs> if I ever come across a hand, I'm not going to do that stuff. <laughs> Yeah, like I said, I'm Jade. I, w- I wouldn't even have to say that. That's not my party. Yeah, I, w- <laughs> I would not have touched that thing. I am. I myself am not spiritual. I'm not religious. I don't mm-hmm. believe in spirits or anything. But I know what I'm to fuck with n- and what not to fuck with. That's I'm just leaving it at that. <laughs> I'm also not going to fuck around and find out yeah. either. <laughs> I would rather remain ignorant if there's, in fact, spirit planes yeah. and access to them and gods. I'm not. I'll, I'll find out when I die. When I when it's my time, mm-hmm. uh, that's when I'll find out. I'll do it the right way. They'll do it the right way. The right way is yeah. when my time comes. I'm not gonna go in there. Mm-hmm. No, this ain't bleach. Yeah, it's like no one don't don't come to me talking about oh so and so is acting all. I'm just like I don't. That's not my that's, business. That's you. That's, that's you there. That's a, yeah. That's that sounds like a them problem. I'm, I'm over a, here. I told y'all. I'm a, I, I'm gonna be. I told you so. I'm a told you so person because <laughs> I told you so. <laughs> Like, what the hell? Yeah, this thing, uh, this this was really, this was really creepy. It, was, um, it definitely got, like, all nonstop, it's, you're always creeped out. You're always unsettled. Yeah. So that's what I felt, and I appreciate that. And like I said, um, connecting it with, like, I guess, like, trends of, like, today and what we actually deal with, like, mm-hmm. social media and, you know, making it, like, a, a TikTok trend and stuff, it, it really makes it so much more real because it, it feels like, wow, if I was in this situation, 
what would I be doing? How would I feel about that? Um, yeah. The opening scene in the movie, how everyone just pulls out their phones because, yeah. oh, they know Duckett's being all weird and, and whatnot, yeah. and let's pull out our phones and, and see what we could get, and we'll post it. It's, it's, it'll be funny. It'll, it'll be, be great. funny, but it's really just, it's sad. It's mm-hmm. disgusting, um, yeah. and it's just like, there's a disconnect. It, it, it yeah. really shows like how disconnected people can be how we really are how the first thing we do is pull out our phones yep um for anything happens all the time and it just it's gonna keep happening because this technology isn't going away yeah that's true media will not go away either yeah but i will never not say that oh it's it's disgusting it's it's just it's too bad it honestly is it is like can we first can we help can we can we stop can we see what's going on why do you have to have the phone there to show What's happening to show proof that you help to show it's crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean, in, in certain instances, yes, having your phone, being able to record a situation does help. It is helpful. It's good. But yeah, to some degree. To but some, then yeah. take action. Don't just record for the sake of just entertainment, entertainment and yeah. fascination and just instant gratification for clicks on on yeah. YouTube or whatever the fuck you want to post it on. Just, yeah. Yeah. It, it touches on all those things. And it, this movie just does it in a very tasteful way. It mm-hmm. doesn't do it in a gratuitous way. Like, it, it would be so easy for, like, a movie produced here in the U.S. to just take that and run with it and just be all about the spectacle and yeah. not about, like, an actual message and just saying something about our society and how we react to trauma and just violence in our, in our society. Yeah, and I feel like this movie said everything it needed to say with the story itself. They, it didn't it's have to be preachy. obvious. Yeah. yeah. It didn't have to be obvious and be like, oh, see you kids with your TikTok, like having some person in the movie <laughs> doing it or, you know, it, everything that happened, how fucked up the situation was, Mia's grief and, and not being able to deal with that, instead turning to this sort of um, high, this sort of drug of possession, you know, seeing how it just quickly progressed, seeing how people really just were just like, yeah, it, it is what it is. Moving on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it really is telling of, you know, we need to be more mindful of things. We, we need to check on each other more, like, you know, pay attention to certain things and really just sometimes you got to make the decision. Like she should have ran, ran over the fucking kangaroo or something <laughs> like that. She should have done it as creepy and gross and weird and sad as it, it was and stuff. Or they could have called their version of MSPCA or what they said something. Cause I remember Riley briefly mentioned like, maybe we should just call such and such. Uh-huh. And it's like some sort of facility that can take in injured animals. Yeah. So th- there was like options at least. Yeah. You either could have finished them off or like take them somewhere to get some care. Or called somebody to come take care of the animal. But don't just... Don't just, like, take in the spectacle and, yeah. en- and enjoy and relish in people's suffering. Because it's it's really easy it, to do that. It's and easy it happens too to, often yeah. all around the world. Not just an American thing. This, this happens everywhere that has smartphones and internet. Mm-hmm. People get wrapped up in spectacle. Um, and I like that there are more movies lately that are... That are focusing on that sort of theme like nope for example last year mm-hmm. was this whole thing of like examining spectacle and how people get sucked into it rather than just solve the problem yeah. <laughs> or get away from something get away. yeah <laughs> instead no, of just filming everything at for that it. point people completely disregard their safety and yep. the safety of others yeah. just for like some views clicks whatever it is mm-hmm. um that yeah nope that was that was really good example of that as well too yeah um basically capitalizing off of 
something you don't know, you have no idea about it, but for yeah. the moment you're you're banking on it yeah. and you don't know when it can switch upon you mm-hmm. and, and harm a whole bunch of people. And mm-hmm. I guess this movie really did that. So I thought it was I thought it was a pretty good movie, not the scariest because yeah. I feel kind of just depressed and sad. I know. <laughs> I, I yeah, I mean the the spirits and yeah. like seeing some of the spirits they were creepy and I, you didn't really seem like spirits like we didn't have like a lot of those scenes so much where it was no. just like a constant in your face or it's something which I appreciated because that yeah. that gets tired because it was just more like you it's said more about the characters' decisions and their actions yeah and having the confusion I like when I'm just as confused yeah as but not in a bad char- way not in a bad way not like um what do you call that um Moon Moon Knight or whatever um uh, <laughs> no with uh, Oscar Isaac oh Moon Knight yeah actual Moon Knight yeah. that <laughs> that's not a horror movie or anything no. like that but um confusing he's moments. yeah he's confused or whatever. I'm confused. The whole <laughs> show was a confusing mess. That's not the. T- that's not how you do it. But yes. this one, where I'm just like, shit. Smart I'm like, confused. is it her mom? Is is that really her dad? What's going on? It like, leaves you it know, up to your own interpretation. Was she sucking on the toes? Like what? Like I like that because then I I feel like oh man, this is what the characters. I feel like I'm I'm in it. I feel and like that's very hard to connecting. Pull off. Yeah, it's very it's about hard connecting. To pull off. Yeah. So, what would you rate this? We do not have an official rating, rating system. ranking system right now. Um, yeah. How do you want to rank it? Well, one to five, one to 10, it's ABC. It's like a one to five. One to five. I think, yeah, I think a one to five would be comfortable for now. Mm-hmm. For me, this is easily like a four to four and a half. Okay. Yeah. It, it, the only thing keeping it from being a five is, I guess like a few missteps with like the, the rules. Sometimes it, it gets confusing. I'm like, what, where did this spirit come from? Um, but it wasn't, it also didn't deter the movie's quality so much. Yeah. There was just like more questions that I wish I didn't have because I felt like it was distracting me from what was going on. Mm -hmm. Performances are fucking fabulous. Cinematography is gorgeous. It's creepy as hell. Direction's really good. Pacing is perfect. Um, yeah, just like minor nitpicks with, uh, the rules, but like with anything else, when, when it comes to possessions and, and ghosts and stuff, there's barely any hard rules there's always going to be some confusing aspects um so just for that reason alone i'll give it like a four and a half out of five okay it's really well made and it's something that i would like to see again not yeah. something that i would rewatch instantly but like this is one of the a24 films and just films in general i would definitely want to revisit yeah because i feel like there might be other things that we could pick out that we might have missed the first time i around. definitely think so like i'm yeah. just thinking back on stuff that like I, you I just questioned. had the question about the kangaroo that yeah. stuck in my mind just because that felt like a pivotal thing for me mm-hmm. i don't know a24 and animals just <laughs> seem to be going hand in hand and i just pay attention to that yeah but yeah four and a half out of five for me yeah, I I give it a four and a half out of five as well too. It's really strong. Um, yeah, the I only had like very minor complaints or just moments where I was just like, huh. But I think if mm. I watched it again, then it could just be like maybe a solid five if anything. But um, the sound where I was just like, huh, what'd she say? Huh? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, some of the sound editing that, was also yeah a complaint that for me. was. Uh, annoying um at some parts because i'm just like is this like very it happened at the crucial part Por- yes. like, why would you do this i was just like don't i need <laughs> to know did y'all do that on purpose so i could still be confused and scared like um yeah. but yeah there were moments where i was just like <laughs> why is the sound not clear what is she saying um yeah. i also i 
the the brother from the the beginning of the um, film, um, Cole, who they go and they seek out, so that way they could get that extra little piece of information. <coughs> that was kind of pointless to me. Yeah. I I I get that. Oh yeah, we we put this scene in the be- beginning of the movie to show like, oh look at what the hand does. Once you finally come to know the hand, like this could happen, mm-hmm. or this is what it's done to people. But they're just like, oh, yeah, uh, this guy I know, um, his brother, he might know something. And then, like, first of all, y'all got on that bus and y'all didn't pay. I'm mad and bitter because, like, MBTA is fucking expensive and stuff like that. (laughs) But they just got on a bus, like, five kids got on a bus or something like that, didn't pay. Talk to this kid. Get off the bus. Free public transportation. And I was just like, "Was how did you guys know to find this man at a, at a bus, bus stop? stop. <laughs> and Unless then, they texted each other, hey, meet us here at this bus stop. Yeah, which I'm just <laughs> like, did you guys do that? I don't know. It was just really, it felt yeah. random. Um, awkward. I, I didn't like how they like um, connected him back into it. I, think I feel that like was they like, didn't really need him, really. They, they honestly didn't. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. I feel like they could have gotten that information like some other way or he could have texted to him or something like that. I don't know. Something, yeah. Yeah, but for them to like find this guy at the bus stop, he's like, yeah, I can't help you. And then he gets on the bus and they're like, we're all getting on the bus too. They don't pay for the bus. And then he's just <laughs> like, yeah, just wait it out. And everybody's just like, what? And then they get off the bus. And then Haley and Josh are just like, yeah, y'all could keep the hand, throw it away. We don't care. We're done with this. Cause, yeah. And I was just like, wow, great. Um, you guys caused all this drama um, or yeah. part of it. Part of the problem. That was like my only thing was the sound and then that like weird scene. Um, yeah. Everything oh, yeah, else, yeah. I didn't I didn't see. I was enjoying it. Yeah. I, I really did. And I would watch it again mm-hmm. um, for sure um, another time. Not right now because I got a lot of stuff going on. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, but I, I would give it a, a four and a half out of five. And if I watch it again, maybe it'll just be a solid five. But I definitely think people should go see it. Or yeah. a movie night, um, if it comes out on this streaming. This is a good movie soon. night for your friends, yeah. couples, even by yourself. It's 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 really good to follow what's going on in this movie, and mm-hmm. I feel like any anyone can take away something. Definitely, it, it's it's a fun thrill, and it's also really got something personal to say that anyone could probably relate to to some degree. Mm-hmm. So yeah, definitely. All right, so we both feel really strongly about it. Yeah. See, I told you, A24 don't miss. Even when they do miss, they do not miss. What was their last miss? That I guess, I don't know. For me, maybe Lamb, but I liked Lamb, even though Lamb was imperfect. Wait, Lamb was a miss for you? No, it wasn't like a miss, but some people didn't like it because they just didn't know what to make of it. Well, they're a miss. <laughs> <laughs> no, that movie is very strange. There's really no plot. It's more just a I day in the life of this couple. That. I loved it. A lot of people didn't like it. And I think it's just because A24 takes risks. They'll take any unconventional <sighs> idea or story and they'll fund it. <laughs> I guess. It's something that Hollywood could probably take a page out of, a mm. lesson or two. And also pay your writers, guys. I know. I was going to take a page <laughs> out of your checkbooks and pay people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but I, I think this is a great movie and people could definitely take away. And I hope people um, go and see yeah, it. Yeah, I really um, hope people go check this out. I think it's still in theaters. It's I don't know I how well it's doing. It only came out a couple. Was it a couple? like July 28th? I think is when it came out. Yes. Yeah, so like a week the, or two ago. So, yeah. So, it could, it's so probably we watched there. it the opening weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there was a decent amount of people, I think, right? Yeah, but remember, we also went, like, midday. Yeah, we went midday, too. So, like, people busy. People yeah. usually go in the evenings to see their movies. But, um, yeah, it was it was a decent crowd um, of people in there, so. Yeah. All right. 
that's basically all my thoughts. You got anything else? No. No? All right. Well, guys, that was Talk to Me from A24. Uh, let us know if you guys have seen it. Well, I probably put down like a poll or like a question mm-hmm. um, on Spotify. And hopefully people can respond and let us know their thoughts on the movie if they've seen it or not. Yeah. Or if you think you want to go see it based off of what we said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So let us know whatever I put down, whether it's a poll or question, let us know what you thought. You know, did you guys see this movie? If you did, did you like it? Did you hate it? I just want to know because I really don't hear enough about this movie yeah. from other people. And a lot of our friends don't go see a lot of movies that we watch. I know. So, which <laughs> we'll it's watch kind of, anything. Yeah. It's <laughs> kind of why we started this podcast. <laughs> it's like we need people to talk to about this. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening to our debut pilot episode. Yeah. of season one <laughs> <laughs> will they pick us up for another episode yes <laughs> i don't know we're at the mercy of hollywood <laughs> all right guys we are the most potato podcast i'm alvin i'm jess and we'll see you guys on the next one peace